0: G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League Podcast. With our for Fantasy Podcast, it doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value your draft keep League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How are you, mate? Very well, Hef. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. You'd be happy after our little
1: showdown on the weekend in the home league. I was. The cream rose to the top in the Eventually. end. Eventually, yeah. Uh, I was it 1743 to 1669. Your best score of the year. Yep. And I still knocked you off by, what, 60, 70 points. I would have uh, beaten every other team
0: in the combo except for one I would have drawn with who had the exact same uh, Classic score. fantasy scoring, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, it's not too bad. I had a donut as well, so that's probably serves me right for losing. Maybe if I could actually get a full team on the park. Maybe uh, you should trade Hef. Okay. That would be a novel idea, <laughs> wouldn't it? I'd rather just pay the fine and just keep on to my young guns that are going to be good next year. I swear.
1: Mm, yeah. like you know, <laughs> Peter Adams and these kind of guns. Although you do need Peter Adams this week. Exactly. Uh, you, Scott Lysette is an absolute meat
0: axe. Mate, you will giving me shit on uh, Twitter about Peter Adams when I read went back and read an article where you actually said, keep him if you need a handcuff Ruckman, which I did. So...
1: Yeah, but not in our LA, league <laughs> because no one would touch no one would touch a port backup ruckman. Wasn't he, did he average like eighty last year as a forward? I don't know, he, high seventies at least. Who cares? Yeah, he would have. He would have gone near him. Um, Brandon Ellis would have been handier, but you know we have to go there. Oh, he, went, he
0: reverted the type on the weekend, so he was what I expected him to do uh, this year. So hopefully that continues. so That makes me feel a bit better. Sorry to all the Brandon Ellis owners out there, but uh, yeah, no, nah, I went went down to K's and uh, yeah. It, doesn't feel great but I did a lot better than I expected I probably would though so
1: it's yeah probably, it's probably a good thing
0: anyway so we'll get stuck into the
1: podcast anyway, you won the you won the real showdown anyway so it doesn't matter Well, you don't even go for the crows or yeah, no, like at least it's a showdown that you won
0: <laughs> yeah true but it's just like I don't know uh, no disrespect to the crows and their supporters but like I didn't See it any? Other. I thought it was going to happen. I think they would have thought the same as well. I don't think they're really shocked by the result. <laughs> well, so. no
1: disrespect to you, I didn't watch the game. at all I actually watched the much <laughs> more much more enjoyable Sydney Melbourne game, which was actually a good game. Well, you've got to do that because if I'm watching one yeah, better than another, that, I would have been sucked into you know the Adelaide hype if it wasn't for the, the podcast. So yeah, you know it was good. Yeah, well, lucky, you, lucky
0: you've got the podcast and you can watch some other games that aren't uh, SA rivalry matches. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get stuck into the show. Before we do, we'll uh, thank Remedy Kombucha I'm about to crack my uh, mango passion that's uh, been in the freezer for the last hour because, once again, I forgot to put them in the fridge in the word a timely it's done, manner. A
1: little bit of A little bit of ice in the uh, kombucha. It's mm. delicious. I reckon it needs a little
0: bit more than an hour in the fridge, maybe like yeah. an hour and a half, yeah. but uh, it's a little bit warm still. But, you know, I've had worse drinks. Um, yeah, still good. Still good, still good lukewarm. So that's the beauty about remedy kombucha. You can drink it at any, any temperature at all. <laughs> so if you want to get yourself some and uh, try some at uh, lukewarm temperature. It's like sake. You can drink it warm or you can drink it <laughs> yeah, cold. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want some remedy, Kombucha, head to uh, remedydrinks dot slash au slash shop and use the coupon keeper twenty, and you can get yourself twenty uh, percent off and free shipping, which is a which is a great great deal. It is, and um, yeah, I think been selling a bit of that so um yeah listeners obviously jumping on board and we thank them for that uh, so yeah if you want to support the podcast if you support the sponsors uh you support us basically so um be helpful if you wanted to jump on and grab some or if you want to get your remedy or you can butcher fix get it from there uh while we're on the sponsorship train uh we'll talk about zambrero so they're looking after listeners by giving away a burrito for a listener and a mate uh, each week um so if you want to get involved in that head to uh, keeperleaguepodcomau slash zambrero and sign up um Had a few people sign up like multiple, multiple times, but you only need to sign up once because we'll keep using the same list each week. So it doesn't really help you in any way. But yeah, if you really want to sign up heaps more, you can, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really change anything. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'll announce this week's winner and it is Mason Davey from uh, Mernda in
1: Victoria. Nice. Gold member as well, I think so, yeah. Where's Mernda, Hef? Oh, I have no idea. Have you Googled that one this week? Yeah, of course. i got to get it, around is it. Is it, is it a country, Victoria? Victoria? No, it's like northern, real northern suburbs of Melbourne. Okay. Near cool. the uh, Growling Frog Golf Course, which I've heard very good things about. So Okay. Uh, might cool. be a nice part of the world out there. I wonder if Mason plays golf there. I'm not sure. Surely, yeah. He can send us a review of the golf club. If he wants to <laughs> I'm more than I'm more than interested.
0: All right, congratulations, Mason. Uh, I'll post those tomorrow morning. So look forward to a uh, a handwritten letter. I've had a few listeners get back in touch saying thank you. They really appreciate the old handwritten uh, can hand address read your writing. Hand, no got- hand address. Yeah, just because I haven't probably written anything in years. The same amount of time that since they probably received one. But uh, yeah, they they're appreciating the hand um addressed envelope with a stamp on it and everything and i'm old school yeah yeah i take my son down to the mailbox we mail him in the morning so it's good fun that's fun little activity (laughs) it is it is anyway so let's get stuck into the round rewind All right, into the round rewind. There's lots of keeperly worthy players to talk about. Some big scores on the weekend. Also some players that uh, have probably earned their 2G4P status this week as well. Mm. So we'll get stuck into those, but I'll start off with the uh, Richmond versus Geelong game. Now, this was a bit of stinker. In terms of fantasy So not a lot of talk about uh, For Richmond Top scorer was uh, Jane Short with 90 So mm. just quietly though Jane Short was one of our Guys last year Who obviously broke out But geez you'd be happy If you're a short owner like, It's just impossible for him to go, to go little To go short really Yeah so. no, he's super consistent This year as well Putting yeah. up big numbers Way too G4P though um, We'll talk about uh, The only players I've got written down here Just basically um, Jack Ross and Riley Collier Dawkins They had 62 and 64 respectively They're just getting A bit of midfield time Which is um, handy to see I think Ross was more so on the wing I reckon and Riley Colley Dawkins kind of rotated through a different few roles they spent a lot of time up forward later on but just getting 62 and 64 on a Richmond side that isn't super fantasy friendly especially with the, all the outs they've got in their midfield they're going to get a bit of a run at the moment mm-hmm. so if they're available on waiver wise it might be worth picking up just in case they uh, seem to kind of you know grab this opportunity with two hands and run with it a bit I
1: was thinking about these guys before because you know like Richmond have basically had the same team for the last what four or five years So there was like-
0: that interesting stat that no premiership team has played together ever again so Mm. the same people I think Richmond have done it so like yeah they're keeping players around but anyway
1: yeah but like someone like Ross or you know Graham to an extent or you know took Bolton a while to get in there like it might take Jack Ross a while to kind of get into the groove of it because he's always been in out never got the opportunity like his third I think his third or fourth year now like with the opportunity now with no um, you know Cochin Edwards uh, Bolton now. Maybe he's one that can kind of rocket up the uh the fantasy ranks now.
0: Yeah absolutely. For those who haven't heard, uh Shy Bolton has broken his wrist in a bar fight, mm-hmm. apparently. And uh what did uh Titchhead would his ankle on the weekend on the, yeah. in the game not, so not in a bar fight. Yeah not in a bar fight. It no. wasn't kicking anyone <laughs> But uh yeah he's gonna be out for a couple of months I reckon so it's not gonna be sad good. news. Yeah it's bad for your team. You can yeah. rely on him a bit as a as he's a loophole. A loophole option. King. Yeah yeah anyway uh you have to f- come up with something new. We'll talk about some uh, Geelong players so Jeremy Cameron had 120 points he kicked six goals he looked like the Jezza of old uh, Mm -hmm. just playing his kind of traditional um, key forward role pushing up the ground a little bit to take a few marks but I think it was in front of goals where he did most of his damage do you think this
1: continue, K is he back I think the last couple of weeks obviously he started the season late but he's looked good well he looked very good on Friday night I should say like actually move like the Coleman medal year, Jeremy Cameron. So I think that's a dangerous sign to other teams. Has gone 90
0: plus a couple of times Mm. for fantasy as well. So, you know, from this, you know, from here on in, he's definitely got the potential to do that, especially if Geelong are up and about like we believe they might be from now on. They might have found their groove and start putting some good performances together. Uh, Mark Blitzard's had 107 points. Um, So uh, Reece Stanley went out uh, of the ruck this game. He got dropped Mm. last minute. Thanks, Chris Scott, for your fantasy, looking after your fantasy coaches by doing that. But anyway- Um, he, the, he had a fifty-fifty split with Radigalia Blitzars did so. Um, Sab spent a lot of time at forward late, which just allowed him to be uh, Blitzar just to be around the ball a lot more. Um, so Stanley wasn't injured either. He was legit dropped, wasn't he? So, mm. um, they might be rolling with him for a while. So just monitor what goes on here, because um, he's listed as a back. So if he plays ruck full time, or they let. Masaba um, Radigalia played forward a lot more um, he could be you know almost in that number one ruck role at least a 50-50 split and who could be handy as a defender I actually looped him in one of my teams this week so yeah got lucky uh, there with 107 points uh, Gary Rowan had 101 points and he kicked five goals just a tip of the cap he's never going to be that relevant correct did he get drafted down the league I don't think he would have Probably not Yeah um, Zach Tui, uh, 85 points So he's back to his Best role in defence um, Had a few minutes On the wing too But was uh, mainly Kind of running Off the halfback line I reckon he's going To be a handy Acquisition for any Flag chasers out there Especially if you need A defender who can go You know Around the 80 mark mm-hmm. Plays the right game For it And if he stays in defence That's where he does His best fantasy scoring I think he'll be okay And uh, Brandon Parfit Had only had 76 points But he had a fairly Even split of uh, Mid forward time And then spent You know the, the Towards the end of the game Spent a bit more time Up forward So he He's could be a sneaky uh, DPP chance. Maybe not in the coming rounds, but in the future. So, just maybe monitor that one because there was a lot of coaches out there that were pretty disappointed with him losing forward status. But he's uh, a sneaky chance, I think, later on or maybe next year
1: to get it back. So, have a look at what he does for the remainder of the year. When are we actually going to see the best of parfit though? Like, when- he's 23... 23- He's put up a couple of tons this year, but like he should be in the you know elite echelon of fantasy players.
0: Yeah, oh, I don't know about elite, but I don't know. He, I'd expect him to just build a little bit on last year. Not huge, but at least go the same as last year. But uh, just doesn't seem to be happening. But maybe that's got to do with you know Higgins being back in the side this week. Isaac Smith kind of playing in the midfield, but it does take up a kind of spot in the gut somewhere. Um, maybe he's just around, not around the ball as much and stuck up forward a little bit more. I don't
1: know. Mm. He he should be better than an 80 average player is what I'm saying. Like he should be a 90, 90 fiver.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen too much to suggest that he's got that kind of extra bit of games, you know, to get that, that junk up to that high scoring. I don't know. He seems to like play his role pretty well for Geelong. and I don't know. That's what he does. I, I hate reckon. those kind of players. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Gold Coast versus St. Kilda. So, Oleg Markov had 102 points and he's just a player that runs all day, links up. Um, Gold Coast actually is surprisingly a good fantasy team this year. I think they got the best spread of fantasy scoring across their teams, probably mainly to do with Miller and uh, mm. Ellis at the moment who's scoring so well, but... Oli Markov's good. He just needs to be more consistent. So he's yet to put like three big games a road to you know to make him two G four P. But uh, he's on the right track. So Oli Markov, we like him. Uh, Will Power. So. Talked about him just on the WaveWire podcast, who probably shouldn't still be available, but I think he's only 50% owned. Um, he had 97 points. He's just playing a super fantasy-friendly halfback role, had 24 touches and nine marks, um, and just, yeah, plays a fantasy-friendly game. So we keep backing him, and he keeps performing. So keep it up, Willpower. You'll be a uh, 2G4P before long. Do you reckon if he goes another... Oh, you couldn't call Willpower 2G4P yet, could Not we? Not just yet. Still Not he's just yet performing, but I think he's going to have three scores above 80. So that's pretty good. That's usually enough. But I think you need a bit of history or, you know, to... He does. He, does
1: that. he did score well when he was like even a couple years ago. So, yeah. he's, he, he can do it. I just want to see a bit more consistency, especially with, you know, guys like Markov and stuff playing well around him, you know, where there's always mouths to feed in that side, I think. Yeah.
0: And just rounding off the uh, Gold Coast players. So, Nick Holman had 83 points. So, he's got a five-game game average of 79.5. So, that's 80 essentially. So, he's having a real good run playing up forward. Do I see it continuing? Probably not, but it's just worth monitoring. Maybe grab him off the Wave wife if you play it, um, if you need a forward, because you chuck him on your bench, he kicks a few goals, he's going to go okay, so um, yeah, I just don't see it continuing long term that's all uh, on to the Saints players Callum Wilkie had 112 points and he had 14 marks so that helped him he's had an up and down season like usual he's just that's mm. what Callum Wilkie does but he's had back to back big scores so if I owned him I'd only feel really comfortable loopholing him so don't get too excited is what I'm trying to say but he does have the potential to go big now we've seen so he might be a loophole option if you are uh, if you're keen to play him that way
1: we've seen all throughout the year like key forwards and key backs have had really big games you know like here and there yeah. you just need to get a bit lucky when you 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 playing them or starting them. So, yeah, if you can loophole, you know, you see half backs and centre forwards, that's the perfect way to do it this season. Yeah, like you said, you can get
0: lucky. It has to be a real obvious matchup to stream, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, loopholes, you never know when they're going to either pop up and kick a few goals or take a heap of marks, which mm-hmm. seems to be happening a lot. Uh, Hunter Clark had 95 points, uh, 22 disposals, and just getting a lot of midfield time. So, established himself now. He had last uh, five scores of 104. 104 as well. Then so back to back 104s. 54, 113, and 95. It's another big game. Is he two G four P? He should be. He should already
1: be 2G4P. Yeah, he really
0: should, but he had a bit of a down year last he year did, and yeah. started the year a bit down. So I reckon we can make him 2G4P. I don't really want to talk about Hunter Clark anymore because I know everyone who owns him loves him. Yeah. Like, so you're not going to get him off of him. So no. yeah. Uh, Jack Higgins, uh, 88 points, um, up forward, five marks. Had plenty of uh, looks at goal. Only kicked one goal, three, but could have had a big score. He's only averaging 66, but he's another one who's had back to back good weeks. And I think it's kind of with a St. Kilda resurgence a little bit. I know they did get um, pumped by Port Adelaide a couple of weeks ago, but the last two weeks have actually played. Well, So I think he's kind of almost like a barometer type player as well. So if you think St. Kilda are going to be up and about, he's probably worth streaming. So Jack Higgins is what I'm looking at at the moment. Josh Battle had 83 points running out of defence, which is just way better for his fantasy scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him play forward last week and only had 26 points. So hopefully playing in defence continues. And then hopefully with um, Ryder and Marshall back full time, he just stays back because they can kind of rotate them up forward. They don't really need him there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hopefully he can just play this kind of halfback role. You know, It's an halfback role, but kind of running off as well. Um, Jimmy Webster, uh, 82 points. It's good score, but just too inconsistent for my liking. And I think that's all the St Kilda players that are worth mentioning from this game. Mm. And we'll move on
1: to your boys, Essendon versus GWS Giants. Yeah, pretty admirable loss by the boys on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, Uh, we're playing good footy. Just need to... uh Kind of capitalize on our chances. We were, I went round to a mate's place, Rawls G'day, if you're listening. Um, went around
0: to his and watched the second half, watched the third quarter, and we thought this was over. We jumped an Uber, went to the pub, and then uh, got there and we couldn't believe that there was only two points in it. Like mm-hmm. it was nuts. So oh, it must have been a good, exciting end to the game.
1: It was. And then they kicked one, and then we just decided we'd kick one just to, you know, yeah. make it look even closer than it probably was in the uh, end. But okay. yeah. uh, no, nah, I think we played pretty well in the end. But uh, for the Giants, Tom Green, 102 points from him. Potentially was his coming of age game on the weekend. He was very good. And and look, he's been given a lot of opportunities by the Giants, and it looks like he's taking them this time around. Had 28 touches, seven marks, and that was only from 76% time on ground. Um, look, he, he's had a slow start to the season, yes, um, and I don't know what he is now, but when I was writing the notes at Saturday Alva, he was only 67% owned, so um, might still be a chance to get a piece of him because uh, I reckon he's one who's going to start hitting his straps as that kind of bigger bodied on baller so um, building into that season um, into the season sorry you can see his time on ground and scores both are improving each game so I reckon he is a serious serious chance to be a fantasy star in the future he's gone up 2% to 69 nice so, nice. But so, yeah, look, yeah. see, so if you th- one of those 31%ers, get him, because especially, you, you know, you can keep those kind of players. He's going to be very good for the future. Uh, Sam Taylor, 71 points. Called it last week. He is a great wave at wide defender option. 16 touches and eight marks. Um, 12 intercept touches all through the game. Look, he's got 72 points in his, um, averaging in his last five games sorry so and there's still I think he's only 33% owned so um, if you do need a defender option uh, you could do worse than have a look at Sam Taylor he's playing some very good football at the moment. Key out as well. Yeah lucky key out too so I don't know if that necessarily helps or hinders him but um, it means he's going to be you know around the market and, and hopefully taking some clunks on some of the best forwards in the game and look they do chip it around the back line a bit GOS so um, couldn't get on the end of a few of those cheap kicks too. Uh, Andrew Phillips for the Dons 89 points he was brought into combat Combat, sorry the big mummy had 13 touches 6 marks 4 tackles and 26 hitouts. thought was pretty good um, look Sammy Draper's still a month away so there's still plenty of time before he comes back Look, if you look at uh, Phillips scoring, he's played two games. He scored 69 against Grundy and 89 against Money, uh, Mummy, which is pretty good going, I reckon. Only 36% owned. Um, got Frio North and West Coast uh, coming up. And I reckon he might hold over Brian because of that factor. You know, um, we see Sean Darcy um, play pretty well. He's a big body. Obviously, got Goldie at North and um, that at West Coast, so I reckon they need the bigger bodies if they think they're a chance to win. So um, I think you can get a piece of Andrew Phillips and be quite a handy little uh, streamer for a few weeks. Yeah, if
0: you need it, so if you need a ruck, here, like I've known him in the past, he's been pretty handy when he comes yeah. in. When he's at Carlton, but when he plays, he's actually very good. When he's at Carlton, I think he only played like six games of
1: the year, but he averaged like eighty. Mm. So like. Yeah And then last year he was okay When he came in as well Yeah, yeah. He's fine Yeah uh, Will Stealing 86 points from him Solid game From uh, slotting a couple goals Considering his was Pretty solid year this year uh, Playing that high Half forward role Quite nicely Averaging 75 for the season Only 23 years old too So um, He's been Ultra consistent this year His worst game Has been a 60 His best been oh, well, 112 So Definitely take that He actually went Pick 400 in our draft This year F, yeah, So It okay. uh, does prove that I didn't he can know get, went that deep to me, Yeah <laughs> Can prove you can get diamonds in the rough. So, um, you know, if you've got a seventy-five average forward that you took at pick four hundred, uh, that's nuts. So, um, he's doing very well, young Will. Uh, Matty Gwelfy, fifty-nine points. Now, Hef, you might ask me why the fuck is Case talking about a guy who scored fifty-nine points? I might be asking you, who's Matt Guelphy? No, he's got these oh, oh, guys in yeah. here. <laughs> little, little Draco mouthful Yeah, his 59 points came from only 28% time on ground, so he was the sub on the weekend, and it was a massive reason as to why we almost came back and pinched the game. Had eight touches, one goal, and six tackles in that basically quarter of footy. Look, he has been a bit disappointing this season, but uh, look, I think you've got to have a look at him now because he's making the most of it, and um, yeah. Yeah. Could really do something, um, you know, coming into this team if we if we do rely on him each week. So we did talk about in the Wave Wire pod that you probably can't
0: expect him to score like those points per minutes because he would have just gone out there and, and just gone hard. Yeah, gone yeah. ham for as long, like, as long as he could, <laughs> like and just run himself into the ground. But I know, like I've been following him for a few years because he was a um a bit of a cheapy option in Classic a few years ago, mm. and he actually put up some good scores early in his career, but. He just doesn't seem to settle into a role. And -hmm. I think just coming on as a sub as well, like just kind of shows as well they they don't know what to do with him, really. So, I don't know. It's It's hard to trust him. He's a good
1: runner. I suppose we've got a few other, you know, someone like Hind or something may have kind of pinched his role that he was maybe wanting to become. So, look, he's still young, um, worth a look. I think he's only 5% owned too. So, if you do need some backup, might be worth looking at. And Devin Smith, 53 points from him, just – yuck like if you're in a league where you can use waivers or whatever just drop him because temp one of your other coaches he is doing my head in as an owner look i pumped up his tackle numbers last week like he's gone 10 in the last couple weeks he had three on the weekend and just has delivering nothing at the moment so um just he's becoming one of these guys who is just too frustrating to own so if you can make him someone else's problem i need a warm body so i might offer you something up for him somebody who's actually playing. Anyone. <laughs> anyone. <laughs> you can have anyone. Give me anyone for him. Oh, uh right. On to the North and Collingwood game, which I watched and. Didn't mind watching this game because Darcy Moore had 134 points and I think for me it was probably the best player on the ground. Back to what he was doing best, which is playing in the back lines. He had 28 touches and just the lazy 19 marks. Um, Only 65% owned he was on Saturday. I don't know if he'll emulate this game again, but look, he definitely won't be going forward, that's for sure. So he's definitely worth some thought um, if you do need a defender because uh, he's in like all Australian form as a backman. Yeah, and he's actually put up a couple reasonable fantasy scores as mm-hmm. well
0: this year. So, can, uh, take a pluck so yeah can score pretty well when he does that look there's
1: some big key forwards key, for, key backs they're putting up some good numbers this 19 year 19 marks on the weekend Yeah, 19 marks I mean, he's had 12 earlier we in the year he was playing well. North Melbourne which is you know kind of unfair they but bomb it and yeah. yeah and hope for the best yeah uh, Jordan Dugowie 106 um, look it was the Jordan Dugowie show in the first half he was standing about Aiden, time really, Aiden Aiden really for you owners yeah and uh, made Bonner look very ordinary which really he is but um, look Dugowie is relying on goals fantasy wise which are Of course, is the problem, but look, to me, he looked incredibly sharp and desperate to bounce back from all the, you know, Kmart dusty heat that has been getting from uh, the media over the last few weeks. Look, he kicked six goals three, which is very good return. Kmart dusty from the media, you just mean the traders. No, it's actually gone into like mainstream media. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's classic. It's genuinely gone into like (laughs) Adelaide Now articles and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, look, he kicked six goals three, great return, 17 touches. Um, He did play a lot deeper up forward and I I think they're going to continue to do that because he's such a... Dangerous player up there, but look, this sometimes is the the, the roller coaster ride you're gone with forwards. Like you take their good games, you take their bad games. Like you know, to go he could win your game, but he could also get you thirty and, and lose your game. So um, you know, that's just what kind of a small to medium forward can do. I find the Kmart dusty
0: dusty tag like a little bit confusing because I really enjoy Kmart. I think it's a great shop. Like it's actually up
1: there for mine. You said Kmart, Dusty Delight, lots of you know people. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, oh, yes.
0: great value. Yeah, um, like, and it looked like you know all the home like decor actually looks kind of trendy. Like it's mm-hmm. cheap, cheap as, but like. It actually looks okay. Like, you know, I've got th- that clock up there on the wall. That's from Kmart. It doesn't look too bad.
1: looks fantastic. Yeah, see? I'm 12 bucks. it's so, fine. Probably less than day. It's probably eight. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Mayne, 106 points. Look, he just played the perfect slutty wing game. Uh, 32 years old and basically reminded me of my game on the weekend. Just, you know, didn't really get too much hardball. Just sat at the outside. Just used it nicely. Um, look, 28 touches, seven marks, three tackles. Um, yeah, look, was just... Uh, uh, Fantasy delight because he just did it with ease. Um, had forty nine points in the last quarter, which is genuine junk time. Um, so well done to you, Chris. Look, he's had three sixties, one ninety, and one ton this year. Only sixty five percent owned, so he will have games like this. And if you are hunting flags, I think he's a great depth option because um, he can just put up some, you know, pretty comfortable, you know, eighties, nineties, hundreds. So um, look at him if you are kind of chasing a flag and need some depth as a, a back centre DPP option. Dreaming has any chance of making your keepers. No.
0: Yeah. Like you drafted him. I drafted late. him purely for depth. Yeah, yeah. Depth.
1: He's scoring okay, though. Yeah, he's doing fine. He's going to be a great wave. He's going to be my new Shane Edwards. Okay uh Caleb Poulter 66 points he played halfback which is great news for kids look I love the fact that Collingwood are actually playing these guys up the halfback line it means they can get into the game and run to the ball not you know wait for the someone to kick it to up forward and you know like you see so many guys get burnt you know like someone like Henry or uh Rantel that they've been playing um the last few weeks and they play them in the forward pocket half forward flank just impossible to you know really get a Get a feel for the game, whereas uh, Poulter was playing off that halfback line, and you look pretty good. So, we did see uh, Penelbury play forward, so it'd be interesting to see what happens when they do play a, a good team not North Melbourne and to see what happens with Poulter. But look, he looked good, he's actually um, quite tall as well, he's quite lean and tall. Do you look like he could hold his spot for a few weeks? Uh, yeah, I think so because there's just been so many like rookie roller coasters at uh, yeah. Well, I just saw that, um. Who's out? There's three guys out for Collingwood this week now. So, Roughhead's out. Um, no, Murphy's right. out because they've concussed. And someone else is out. So, there's three outs. They have to go to that side. So, I think he's more than capable of staying.
0: Um yeah, Trent Bianco went Trent big Bianco in the
1: him. VFL. Oh, and Jeremy so. Howes out for the year now too. So, yeah. um, so I reckon he holds because he was, he was more than capable out the back line.
0: Sorry, just back to that. Uh, yeah, Trent Bianco went big in the VFL as well for mm. those um, playing at home. So uh, he might be someone snagging off the waivers or something like that if you mm. – uh, yeah
1: – if you think he can get into the side pretty quickly as well because he was a good underage fantasy scorer. Uh, Tyler Brown, 58 points from him. I just don't know how he doesn't score more. He always seems to be around the ball. Had lots of CBAs and to the eye, um, looks pretty good. But look, he's only second year, so he could be a draft slider um, come 2022. So just keep your eye on him because I think he's got talent. Um, Just kind of needs to get a bit of confidence, I think, in that midfield. And last... Lastly, someone who's way too G for P, but Jack Crisp had 126 points, but he's playing pure midfield minutes. So uh, just watch some of these guys who, you know, someone like Collingwood, the side, they're they're just trying a few different things. He was a genuine on-baller. So um, I don't know if you can get Jack Crisp off anyone, but if you are, you know, like I think you're going to be licking your lips. So this is a time of year where maybe side's starting to try a few different things. So just be aware of, you know, where people are lining up and the, the positions and that kind of thing. Uh, he's still way too G4P. I don't know why he was mentioned on the podcast, Cass. Uh I like to go off brand every now and then. <laughs> uh, Connor Manaju for North Melbourne, 91 points. Look, he could be a waiver wire watch player. Uh, he had 25 touches, 6 marks, and that came from only 73% time on ground. His last three games, when he's actually played full games, um, he's been playing well. He had an 81 and a 91. So, look, he's playing through the back and the wing. He's a Richmond reject, which is obviously nothing to be ashamed about. But uh, And it's obviously spending a lot of time in the North Melbourne defence, so... Uh, Connor Manager, good game from him. You missed him on the Wave Wire podcast, case? Yeah, I forgot. That's all right. There he is. Free one uh, f- for the for the listeners. Yeah, give to everyone. Uh, and Taran Thomas seventy five and LDU sixty five. Look, watching this game, I just think they're going to be good. Like Taran Thomas has so much class, he just doesn't get enough of it. I- I while- I just pull you up there, Taran. Taran whatever, uh, Well, LDU just looks like a genuine footballer, but I just don't know why. He doesn't get more of the footy. Um, look, 460s and 290s for LDU. Um, but look, Thomas is putting a, a pretty low-key year together. He's going all right. He's a 70 averaging at the moment, only 43% owned. So I think both of them would be a lot better if they were at a good club. So- just need a bit more patience if you're owning them or are interested in them. I actually genuinely think they'll come good fantasy wise. Um, you're gonna need a lot of patience if you're waiting for North Melbourne to become a good club. Not a good club, but <laughs> I just think you know, like it takes those kind of guys maybe an extra year because they have to North Melbourne do will everything become themselves. a good club. If these guys can become good, I think basically, yeah. yeah. So it might be another year, but look, some of the stuff that they were doing on the weekend looks very good, and I know that's why they would tempt fantasy coaches all the time. But yeah, um, keep stick with stick with them. I think. Yeah, uh, I'll go again Half Melbourne v Sydney this was a cracking game so much better than watching the showdown uh, look Jimmy Robottom, my boy 115 points the third year breakout is well and truly on had 22 touches and laid 12 tackles only played 63% time on ground too so an exceptional game look he was leading the front in terms of possession uh, sorry pressure and um, run and drive through the wing that he's on I think we got a 2G for PM man it's Rowbottom season um, alright so he's had Three score, four scores, all above eighty. Jeez, he's close. One more week. Yeah. Who is Sydney playing this week? Ah, uh, he's got Collingwood coming up. Oh, this could be so, juicy, yeah, juicy it green grass. Juicy. I yeah, this, is, look-
0: this is a test. If he can't go big. This week, then there's something wrong. So the good thing is G4 like piece. it's been playing G four P for this. Yeah. yeah.
1: Good thing he's been playing really nice on that wing. And I think once Kennedy goes, he's gonna be one that goes straight into there and just gives it a bit more grunt in that midfield. It would be a little bit bigger and I gonna be ready to go. Has he impacted I know Goulden was
0: playing up forward a lot more, but he was mm-hmm. getting on the wide Do you reckon he's impacted his scoring and maybe a bit of um, I think so. Like, like Goulden, as well?
1: The last couple of weeks, Goulden has been pure like half forward, yeah. really. Like Warner spent a lot more time in the middle, yeah. But okay. um probably there's a few more guys in the round there that are not relying on Warner. But Warner's got that speed. Rowbottom's not as quick. Yeah, But Rowbottom, Parker, et cetera, aren't that quick, whereas they like to- kind of release warner to, you know, break through the the line from half back to half forward. So yep. Golden's the one that's probably gonna still stay as that half forward flanker, I think. Uh, Dane Rampey, eighty one points from him. He had twenty one touches, nine marks. Uh, look he's just as solid as a rock down there in the back line. Um, they do share it around nicely as well. The Swans back there. So a bit of chipping around to get it out. It was his first game back in a month and he had an eighty before the injury. So look he's only fifty four percent owned. They play Collingwood this weekend hef and you know what that means. As Steve Fizz from the draft doctors always said stream defenders against Collingwood so Dan Rapey may be your man this week Uh, Tommy Papley 79 points from him he has the fastest legs in the AFL and they were pumping at double speed on Saturday night look he just seemed to be everywhere and back to some of that spark in 2019 where he was averaging 77. Uh, had 17 touches and kicked one goal, three, which is nice, um, because he managed to put up a good score without really hitting the scoreboard dangerously. Look, over the rule this year, he's been pretty disappointing fantasy-wise, but I still think he's a pretty good loophole option at the moment because, yeah, he can put up some some big scores. And, yeah, playing Collingwood this week, he might uh, might be able to feast on a bit of an average average Collingwood side. On to the Ds. James Harms had 100 points and I reckon the fantasy James Harms of old is back. He was everywhere on Saturday night, picked up 31 touches. But James... Seven kicks and twenty-four handballs, my friend, is not an acceptable ratio. Was he? He was playing in the midfield, wasn't he? Playing in the midfield, yeah. He does play that kind of inside role. which is Just, just handball, but he was yeah, he yeah. was running a lot. He was he was very very good. He was um good to watch. Look, he led seven tackles as well, which is obviously fantastic. But he's back to that position, um, kind of playing through the wing, half back on ball hybrid. None of this, you know, half forward flank crap that he was stuck last year. So or if you stuck, so I got status. Yeah, if you yeah. stuck fat with him. Um, from last year you would be very happy but um, on
0: that you've got the defender status with him this year probably won't last long but uh, enjoy it while it lasts because he could be pretty handy in
1: defence yeah he's been he's good he was very good on Saturday Uh, James Jordan 95 points now In racing, you always talk about horses who have or dogs who have really good good early speed. I always feel that James Jordan's on like 35 or 40 points at quarter time and then just slowly starts to fade away. He had 37 points at quarter time, um, but he did continue along nicely from there. Well, he usually gets
0: stuck on the bench after that. That's his issue.
1: I don't know, but he always comes out firing. I'd love to know his breakdown of quarters quarter yeah. by quarter stats because he's always um up the top of the uh, afl app early look he was very good um he has some pretty picky kind of attributes uh, about him had 23 touches and eight tackles still young and a bit raw does kind of burn it at times but i think he's definitely a fantasy player no doubt um i reckon he is one if you can kind of stash away for for the rest of this year because he's still in their best thing too for sure but i reckon you know maybe once um once he kind of cements himself in that midfield really properly, um, he's going to be a very good fantasy player. Just having a look, the last two
0: weeks he's had seventy two and seventy one percent time on ground. His biggest for the year was round one, where he had seventy three percent, and he's had put up good scores. So I think he's definitely time on ground dependent. I don't know why. I don't actually know the reason why he plays low time on ground. I'm not sure if it's tank related. Is his or, second year? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, only debuted this year, but I think it's his mm. second year on the list. Yeah, um, but. Viney was still out, wasn't he, as well? Mm-hmm. But then Harms came in, so that should have affected him, but it didn't. So there might be good signs for um, James. He's doing good stuff. He's yeah. doing good stuff.
1: Lastly, Tommy McDonald, 91 <laughs> points. Hefty. I told
0: you, man, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be too hard on him last man, week. No,
1: I was never hard on him. You were hard on him. No, I asked, I was saying, I asked and Tom delivered. I was Look, saying we couldn't we couldn't it write him out, right him sounded off. Sounded like yet. last week, man. You were doubting the I was I was thinking about it. You were I doubting the Oracle it, last week. But year, I wanted but, to give him more time. But Tom and I weren't buying into that crap. He was fantastic. He got 10 coaches' votes as well. So so, he uh, really big dog Benny Brown in the end. He said, come on, Ben, this is my team mm-hmm. you're playing in. Um, and, yeah, he was fantastic. Kick four, had 18 touches, five marks. He was that real lead-up player. He, he was, yeah, working hard. He was everywhere. Ben Brown tended to play a bit deeper. But, look, the T-Max show is going to keep on rolling, that baby. Funny because all week they were saying they were going to play him defence and it sounds like they didn't, so... No, because they brought in petty to place an half back ah, that makes more so, sense. so tommy mcdonald and benny brown are sharing that forward line but tom looks tom looks hungry and there was something that christian Butaka came out and said that tom mcdonald only eats meat really yeah doesn't that make you like get scurvy i like don't know but it's of- like he just smashes meat there's a story like
0: you know chris franklin like um the i'm a bloke i'm yeah. a yobo, uh singer apparently he got scurvy because he didn't eat meat Didn't eat vegetables. Vegetables, sorry, yeah. So, he he just ate meat for like years straight and then he actually got like these scabs and stuff all over his body. Another funny story about Chris Franklin, I've just got a few Chris Franklin stats. When he got a platinum record for that bloke song, Mm. they framed it with a a stubby, I'm sorry, a VB um, stubby in it and a packet of Winfield cigarettes and someone went around to his house and he'd actually... Peeled the frame back and taken the Winfield cigarettes and the stubby out and drank them and smoked the cigarettes (laughs) and put back the empty packets in there. (laughs) Amazing. Anyway, uh, Port Adelaide versus the Crows uh, showdown. Uh, Connor Rosie. 105 points, just roaming the forward line, uh, kind of just got off the leash a little bit. Um, he did get up the ground a bit later in the in the game for just some junk time touches, but I still don't love the role because it is um, very still very much a forward role. Um, he does have, uh, sorry, he did have an easy opponent on the weekend as well. So I don't know how much we can read into it, but there are positive signs there, especially given his start to the year with the injuries. Um, but yeah, not the greatest fantasy role Not sure what he does going forward. Tough game this week against the Dogs as well. I think that would be the true test to see whether Rosie's back. Yep. Arezzo uh, Fantasia, 87 points. Just stream this guy against easy oppositions. So he kicked one goal five on the weekend, so it could have been a huge score. But if you think Porter playing a team that there's going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty goal heavy, uh, he generally gets on the end of a few. But I love the way he kind of just streams down the ground as well. Like he gets up high and pushes back so quickly, so he can get on the end of a few chains as well. Uh, Kane Farrell, one of your boys, Kays, had 84 points. So he's just playing a high half forward role, got up the ground, uh, kind of, you know, moved them to a kind of wing position as well. Got involved in the attacking chains has a potential you know with some of the roles he gets so and we saw houston might be out houston has been used on the wing a little bit in the last few weeks um so he might slot straight into something like that which would be good for his fantasy scoring but at the end of the day he might not be best 22 and port 100 percent fully fit and firing so um yeah gotta be interesting but uh, he's one to keep your eye on for sure uh, Charlie Dixon added two points kicked two goals I think he's another one just stream if they're playing a side that Porter are going to get on top of but probably avoid him at any he, other cost he's slowly working into the year though yeah he is he's standing up a little bit um, but yeah I think when he gets a Half-decent key defender, he struggles a bit, but yeah, against the Crows, there's not a lot going on there. Uh, Luke Brown, moving on to the Crows, had 87 points. That was his best score of the year, so no thanks for me. He was one of the better keeper league-relevant players that wasn't uh, a Sloan or a, um, or a Laird. <laughs> or a keys, he just always gets hundreds. Um, Harry Schoenberg was, had 74, he
1: was their next best, so you know that goes to show how bad the night was. You know what they say? What what the do they 74 say? 74 in the showdown is basically a tonne. Oh, that's what they say. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You get a twenty-five. Sorry. You get the
0: BCV multiplier. An old, ancient proverb. Well, for yeah. the crows, it probably should be in comparison to the rest of their side. So, so Harry was in their best on the on the weekend. He wasn't too. bad. Yeah, he was fine. He's like I said, he's going to be a good player. He's not a great fantasy to go Uh But yeah, look, I'd be avoiding mostly crows players apart from the guns. There's just there's no way they can get enough footy to actually not at the moment anyway. They can't get enough footy to actually be good fantasy scorers. So, yeah, I'm a bit concerned about all the kind of non-superstars for the Crows. You said they were your favourite team to watch. Yeah, they were the first few rounds. Now they suck.
1: (laughs) No. you so flippant.
0: (laughs) Well, no, like if they're they're playing good footy, then they're good to watch. If they're playing shit footy, then they're shit to watch. Should be pretty self-explanatory, shouldn't it? Yeah, but you can't just jump off people like that. That's very Crows of you. Oh, I hate the Crows. Don't get me wrong. I just said I enjoyed watching them at that point in time. But now, yeah i'm not on board did you enjoy
1: watching the crows more than you enjoyed watching port sing the song in a prison bar guernsey
0: um no the prison bar like a lot of people paying that out i I love the fans loved it us fans loved it like we're just so annoyed that we can't actually wear our guernsey so it's actually good to see it like what you should the crowd like erupted because like we were still sitting in our seats and stuff because they got off pretty quickly when it came on the screen everyone just went nuts so (laughs) it was good (laughs) anyway uh let's move on to Hawthorne versus West Coast because oh, that was actually pretty quick for a showdown for me. But anyway, um, Jack Scrimshaw had 104 points. He had, he's had back-to-back tons now, so he plays a very fantasy-friendly role of halfback as well. Um, he's probably one game away from 2G4P, I reckon. Yep. And I kept Nick Blakey over him. Thank you, listeners.
1: <laughs> and Peter Laddams.
0: <laughs> oh, no. My issue was I just had no and forwards. And Dylan Stevens. I had, f- I had no forwards and I had six backs and I c- had Maynard, Caulfield, Lloyd and Dawson and I reckon he's been better than all of them so far except for Lloyd so Mm. but going on last year you wouldn't have thought Jack Scrimshaw would be better than a lot of those defenders but anyway uh and we need to play four defenders as well CJ Jath uh, 92 points um, he's getting close to 2G4P uh, had a couple down weeks he's only averaging 77 so if he's had a few low scores now that have kept him down if he shows us some consistency he'll be on the cards he'll be in the conversation for 2G Agreed. but he needs that consistency he needs to do it for three four weeks straight <laughs> and then Daniel Howe there's just something about Hawthorne defenders so 90 points to Howe and what's I think encouraging is you can see all these defenders playing the same side they're actually scoring pretty well together and I think it's just the way they kind of move the ball around um, they don't Rush well, They don't rush the ball forward too quickly if there's nothing going on, so they might chip it around and use the switch and stuff like that, and they seem to get on the end of each other from there. Uh, ben McEvoy had 86 points, and he was an awesome keeper option since uh, going back into the ruck. Uh, 24 hitouts versus Nick so no slash there. I think he, Nick Nack no, only had a few more than him there. Um, do you think he's
1: 2G4P again? Well, I think so. Look, what's yep. he averaging? 82. He's yep. a back ruck DPP, which is like a unicorn, really, in yeah. fantasy circles, so... Yeah, let's get rid of him.
0: Yeah, 2G. See you later, Ben. Um, let's move on to Jack Darling. So, talking about 2G4Ps, 103 points. Now, last week, we, well, I said I couldn't make him 2G4P. It mm. just didn't seem right. You
1: weren't believing. Once again, you doubt the oracle. But he had, he
0: had this 103 points, and it wasn't goal pen either. I think he only kicked one or two, didn't he? Anyway, not sure. 15 kicks, nine marks. I think it was only one goal somehow. Uh, 15 kicks, nine marks, five hit-outs too. Um, yeah, we spoke about it last week. Can you give him two G four P now? He's averaging eighty four. He's yes. had four games in a row above eighty. He's meets yes. the criteria.
1: You can get rid of him, man. He kicked right.
0: two goals too. Would you be surprised if he comes back to like averaging like fifty for a good
1: six weeks? Like later Well, on one, he's going to feast on the crows this week. He's probably going to feast no, on but the giants next week. I but at some stage, some stages, yeah, I can just see him going yeah, but like big 50, Big forwards 50, are just 60. kicking goals, and he looks in good form. Like he's in very good form. Kennedy's Five, out now as well. 10, isn't? fifteen. He's kicked 21 goals. Kennedy is out. Is that right? I don't know. I think he
0: may be out. I'll just do a quick little Google just to make sure we're not giving the uh, listeners the wrong um, information. Suddenly JFK has come up on. He's <laughs> <laughs>
1: also uh, 98% time on ground.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, Josh Kennedy suffers calf injury. Yeah, that's right. He was icing up. That's right. Um, I do remember seeing that. So, uh, does you reckon that helps
1: him or hinders him? Um, doesn't, well, it doesn't really matter because it will depend. Of, no, it doesn't matter you reckon no okay because cool. he's still going to be like they've still got options down there they yeah. can still
0: play like alan has been playing defence yeah. but they were playing Bailey Williams up forward yeah. as well
1: so yeah they could, they could just go to them but I think I think they've got enough guys to cover and, and Darling's probably getting the best defender at the moment anyway and so- Darling's leading up he's playing yeah. the higher kind of role isn't he yeah yeah no he's fine
0: alright 2GM he's gone Brendan Archie had 101 points, had the game of his career. It was his first game of this season as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, kicked four goals, a um, little bit of midfield time in there too. Just not sure he produces too many more games mm. like this. I've always liked him though, Port player. I think he was a McGarry medal favourite in the Sandful over here. I think he finished f- third in the end or something he's like gonna that. He's going to
1: get starved opportunities once they get oh, yeah, like no. guys. He's, he's one of those
0: almost players, like mm. pure, like absolute fringe but yeah can pop up every now and then um, Joe Brander had 81 points this is his fourth score above 80 this year he's only played six games too so four out of six he's gone above 80 he's becoming a good streamer slash uh, loophole option playing a role on the wing this year so he's a big fella too so he's 195 centimetres which means he can get up and take some grabs as well we had nine marks in this game which contributed to his fantasy scoring so a bit of the old Richo role so. yeah, he's putting a good season together yeah I don't mind Brander as an option if he's available in your league or he's probably a good um, target to get as well because he does have the right athletic to score well and then like I said being taller he can take a few intercept marks and get on the end of a few as well so Mm.
1: yeah let's move on to Western Bulldogs versus Carlton yeah unfortunately Carlton choked badly in the last quarter and the Bulldogs ran over the top of him but uh, look Josh Bruce 119 points even with Betts McKay and Norton all having hot patches and probably kicking 10 goals between them Bruce was actually the best forward in the game he was um, yeah up and about when his confidence is on he is really on Um, so um, fifty. What do you have? 119 on the weekend. 11 marks. Uh, Kicked five goals to 15 touches. Just worked really hard. Uh, it's unfortunately for him. It's feast or famine fantasy wise. He's had two big tons, but absolute jets crackers around that. So look. I think he's one you can potentially stream um, based on matchups, but uh, look with Port, the Saints, and Melbourne Cup in, coming up in his next three weeks. Uh, don't worry about him just yet. Uh, Jordan Sweet, sixty-five points. I thought he held his own pretty well against uh, Mark Pitnett. Uh Had 17 hitouts to Pittnett's 33. But look, it's only his second AFL game. He looks pretty strong, and I reckon over um, the next few years he might actually take the reins. And if they really want English as that um, that key forward, which he plays well, yeah, Steph Martin's only got one year. He only got a one year contract when he came across. Potentially, the Dogs might just go, look, Geordie, you can you can go if you want, or they'll play English and, and Sweet in tandem because um, he gives them a fair bit, and you know. Martin's been okay, but um, probably not as dominant, I wouldn't have thought, as they may have hoped. And it sounds like he's out for a couple of weeks with this Mm. injury at the moment. And like we said and like we saw
0: with uh, Brisbane last year that – He's the type of player that will need a rest every few weeks as well. So, we should be seeing a bit of Jordan Sweet this year. So, you'll get a good look at how he actually performs. So, if you're kind of in need of a ruck, uh, maybe grab him off the wave wire just to have a look. And then you'll know towards the end of the year where he stands
1: in the side. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it might be worth keeping like next year. Mm. Uh, Jason Johannesson had 35 points. Look, had six touches and a goal. Please, Bevo, just drop him now. Look, I know you probably tried to get him to his 150th on the weekend, but he is just... An absolute shadow of his former self uh, playing like a half forward role. The only saving grace is that, look, Lockie Hunter's broken his hand, I think, or wrist or something. So he might be out. Does that mean that Johansson can get up onto a wing? I'm not sure. Hunter's but barely been on the wing anyway. Yeah, it he's won, been half forward too. One but wing attendant I don't know what Jason possibly, Johannesson is yeah. playing like, bench. But, uh, yeah, look, he is – I'm sorry, JJ, I it's a, a really feel for you. Uh, Jacob Weidering, 117 points. He was bloody excellent. Uh, 23 touches and 13 marks from him. He's becoming a real general down back. In the fantasy world, uh, are we going to start taking notice of him, Hef? Because he's been in scint- uh, scintillating form. Sorry, 80 average this season, uh, averaging 92 in his last five, and he's notched up. Two tons in his last two games. Now, uh, I think he's 80% owned now, so he's been snapped up a bit. Amazingly, he was only 19% drafted at the start of the year. So, 23 years old, uh, and the way the game's being played, could he be one who maybe by the end of the year becomes like a 15th, 16th, 19th, 20th keeper for, for teams?
0: Oh, perhaps, yeah. Like, I, like again, we had a listener um, write in last week and ask about him as an option, and we kind of said no. But after seeing him back it up again, it's, we're starting to turn. I think a bit on him. Like, I think you've nailed it. I don't think he's going to be going 100 each week, so he'll come back as eventually. But um, I, I think he could average 80 for the year. Mm. But then- does he do it again next year does the game change say the same next year um It's tough. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, you know,
1: like there's always Michael Hurley's and stuff who are always kind of kept you know Yeah, historically and he's definitely got the potential to kind of of be thing. that good like. Yeah. yeah well, he's number one fantasy. draft pick. He's yeah, what, exactly. fifth sixth year in the in the in the um league now yeah. so. And like huge talent, yeah. yeah. Uh David sorry and it's just marking is like instant marking, marking is fantastic. tested marking is so good so he's always going to get numbers there too. And it's probably that confidence thing like for so long he was just berated because he just was you know young, probably still learning and just had to take the best forward. And now, you know, he's kind of feeling good about himself and, and actually asserting himself in the game. Uh, Dave Cunningham, 62. Look, I liked his role a lot, uh, getting lots of CBAs in there. I know 62 is not enough, but he does have a bit of class. Um, potentially sum him up as a bit of a, a better Paddy Dow, like Paddy Dow 2.0, like better. Um, but look, he only had the 12 touches, four tackles in a goal. compliment.
0: You're better than Paddy Dow. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm breathing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but look, I think monitor Dave Cunningham. He's, that was his third game on the weekend. I think Carlton like him. Hopefully he can just kind of, yeah, um, Keep some kind of consistency going. And Liam Stocker was one who, you know, he had that massive game in the VFL and has kind of come in, had 39 on the weekend, done bugger all over the last three games. Just really not sure what he is or what he does and why Carlton have so many of the same player. Like... Do you just need another, you know, hundred and eighty centimetre half back, flanker, wing, half forward? Why do like, they trade up to get him and like, get rid of why the Why do they round just get it? they keep drafting the same person or keep recruiting the same person? Stop it, Sos or whoever's in charge now. Like get some good players instead of just the same. I think Sos got uh, the sack, didn't he? Well, if you go through their side on the weekend- Not it's the all sack, like- but
0: he had, to, he had to retire due to a conflict of interest or something like that. But anyway. Is
1: that fact? I think so. I think that happened. Unless are, I'm imagining up, are you it. making up stories?
0: No, I think it happened with like something to do with his like family thing or something like that. I don't know. My listeners could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that happened.
1: But look, you've got Silvani, Petrovsky, Seton, William, Sard, Stocker, Fogarty, Gibbons, Parks, Owies, Nunes, Cunningham, Cottrell. They're all like the same kind of like size player. Yeah, There's I know no, what you mean. You know what I mean? Like get some difference in that side anyway. Yeah.
0: Look, blue site family conflict of interest for Stephen Savani's departure in 2019. Sorry mm, Crazy
1: yeah. uh, Brisbane Lions Versus Fremantle To bring us home Look Charlie Cameron 100 points Little Charlie Is heating up Kicked 3 goals 5 And you know His score could have been Anything really Kept me in the hunt it. In the matchup Against Caves yeah. I forgot I even had him On the field so. F, In the last 3 weeks He's kicked 10 goals 9 Yeah he's finally Getting off the chain Yeah so 14 touches And 11 marks On the weekend Took all those marks In dangerous areas too um, Yeah he's had a couple Really good weeks 38% owned Playing Gold Coast This weekend Who He's gone 122, 98, and 84 in his last three. So if you do need a a streamer this week, Charlie Cameron could be your man. Uh, Zach Bailey, 89 points from him. Finally looks like he's back onto the wing roll and and playing good footy there. Um, His scores have kept improving in the last few weeks. Uh, 26 touches and seven marks on the weekend, averaging 82 in his last three. Now, I've always been keen on Bailey, um, and this progress he's showing now um, is good because he did start the season slow, but um, in the preseason, obviously caught everyone's attention by Notching up tons in that midfield, but just hasn't got back there. But um, the last last few weeks, he's slowly starting to turn it around. Uh, Oscar McInerney, 68 points from him. Now, I'm a bit worried about uh, uh, Oscar McInerney, and I think owners should be too. He got absolutely annihilated by Sean Darcy. So Darcy had 39 hitouts, Rory Lobb had 13 hitouts, and Oscar Mack could only get 15. So he's only averaging 10 touches and 2.5 marks a game. He's 26, so it's not like he's a spring chicken, and new to the game. I think he's not a fantasy option going forward. Yeah, and, you know, seeing him struggle as well, you might see someone like
0: Fullerton come in, or I don't think they'll play Balladin in tandem with him, but that would probably just further decrease his scoring potential as well, especially if he's spending less time in the middle. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm
1: a bit cold on McInerney at the moment, Yeah, sure. He's definitely not kind of developed as we kind of thought he might have. Uh, Sean Darcy, on the other hand, 100 points from him. While uh, Omac was bad, Hodor was huge. He's averaging 86 this season. He's had three tons hef in his last four games. The only bad game he's really had was when he had his colors low by Nick Nat in the Derby. Averaging 15 touches, 25 hit-outs, and three tackles this season is he 2G4P Big Shawnee Darcy? Yeah, I think he's um he's definitely getting there. So I
0: think in classic he is a forward yes, as well. Right forward, that's crazy. He's not going to get that in uh, ultimate, but uh, yeah, if you're playing that format, uh, he's definitely 2G4P when he's
1: scoring like that. So what more does he need to do? He's had three tons in four games. No, I'm about to 2G4P. Oh. I'm happy to do it. To ching? Yeah. See you later. Done. Uh he's. Little friend in the Ruck, Rory Lobb, had 91 points. And the Rock Lobster could be back. Fourth game of the season and building nicely. Uh, 17 touches and clunked eight marks. Nice chop out in the Ruck too, as mentioned before, with 13 hitouts. Just looks likely when he's around the ball. Uh, he's 72% owned, so, you know... A- on the high side, but look, as that ruck forward DPP option is a good, uh, you know, piece of the puzzle to have, especially if you are hunting a flag. I think he's about 28, so um, maybe one to bring into your side if you just need, need a bit of cover every now and then in the ruck forward categories
0: and lastly oh, connor- sorry just before we move on i noticed we said 2g4p before again but we haven't actually explained what that means too good for the there. pod too good for the podcast for the new listeners out there
1: yep. like you're too good we don't want to talk about you because yep. we only talk we need about to talk about lesser knowns, the little little diamonds in the rough yeah uh and lastly connor Blakely. except uh, when you're talking about chris for some weird reason it was a <laughs> tangent <laughs> you had him in the show doc yeah but it was <laughs> Anyway, if you didn't understand, the listeners will understand why I talked about it. You You weren't probably listening, which is normal. But Conor Blakely had 45 points. Hef, do you remember this guy? I remember when he had that super uh, nice fantasy-friendly role that he hasn't had since, but everyone still longs for the days that he (laughs) still had it. (laughs) Well, look, he was sub again on the weekend and actually did get a bit of it when he came on the ground. Uh, 16 touches and two tackles from the 53% time on ground. Unfortunately, Conor had a horrible kick-to-handball ratio. Uh, Two kicks, 14 handballs. But, look, that might be an instruction from uh, the coaches due to his uh, more than occasional bad disposal efficiency by the boot. So, look, I know he's not one of uh, Justin Longmuir's favourites, but only 19% owned. So, you know, maybe worth looking at if you just need some backup and he does get a game this week. But who knows if he will, he's uh, in and out like a yo-yo. So, um, has been a proven ball winner at at times in his career, Uh, just a bit out of the favour at the Dockers. But, uh, yeah, that's it that's it for the uh, round
0: rewind before we move on to the projections and uh, we'll just go through a few stately numbers quickly uh, we'll talk about the membership uh, options we've got available so if you appreciate the work we uh, we do pre- uh, bringing you this podcast each week uh, please consider becoming a member uh, in return you receive uh, access to all of our premium resources um, so that includes uh, the breakout tracker league fantasy scores projections um, and CBA analysis and all you know are great resources that work uh, for AFL fantasy classic draft and keeper leagues so head to keeperleaguepod.com.au or click the link in description below to check those out case you want to read out our
1: five gold members for this week absolute honor cameron mills glenn mccauliffe mike miles david johns and wayne mickelson thank you gentlemen thank you to those gold members let's move on to the projections
0: Moving on to the projections where we give you a captain option that's outside of the top 10, a loophole option who plays in the first five games of the round, four games of the round, sorry, Uh, a streamer who has a good matchup, um, plays against a team who uh, they match up well against despite not being probably the best team uh, player going around, and uh, a waiver wire, so someone who's under 65% owned um, that you may be able to pick up off your waiver pool.
1: So, Kays, who is your captain option for the week? Fuck it, hef. I'm going to go a little bit out of left field. I'm going to name, drum roll, James Warple as my captain The Warpedo, my week. boy. The Warpedo is back, baby. Um, look, he's going massive lately. Look- if he can keep the same role that he's been playing the last couple of weeks, I know Omira hasn't been in there, but if he can just stay in that midfield, uh, he's a scoring machine. He averages 103 against the Roos, scored 124 against them last time. The good thing is he's the third game of the round, so he's a perfect vice-captain loophole option if you do have you know a safer one later on. But uh, the last couple of weeks of James Walpole has been very impressive. I think
0: um, he has increased his CBA numbers a bit over the last few weeks. So, he's averaging 50% of them over the last three rounds and he was up 25% versus his average uh, last round. So, um yeah, uh, that was the week prior. I haven't actually checked what it is this week, but I think it went up again because I haven't actually seen the article for today. But I'm pretty sure it went up again this week as well. So, yeah, it depends what happens with Yago Mira coming in, but I don't think he's going to reduce drastically. I think he'll still remain about that 50% at least. So, yeah, he'll still be okay. He's been very good. Uh, my captain this week is, I thought it was an obvious one, is Jake Lloyd. Um, just defenders against Collingwood, you got to play them. Uh, Average is 96 against Collingwood, but had 125 the last time he played them as well. So, I think you could safely put the captain option on, and, uh, Jake Lloyd this week and he should go big for you mm-hmm. who's your loophole guys
1: uh, I'm going to go with Taron Thomas Taren. this week Taron Taron mate Uh, Look, he's slowly building into this year. He's had uh, three 70s and an 80 this year. I thought he did some really nice things on Saturday. And to be honest, if you're going to have a breakout game this year, being uh, from North Melbourne, it's got to be against the Hawks. who have been pretty average. So only 44% owned. So worth a nibble if you you can get a piece of him, but he looked pretty good on the weekend. And I think it's building to a big breakout game against the Hawks. Uh, Was it the third game of the week this week? I'm backing in Charlie Cameron. So he's had back-to-back
0: big scores. He had a ton in the row – a ton last week, sorry, and then he had 96 the um, week before. I actually thought he had 100, so I was going to say he might be in for three tons in a row here, but he's not going to be doing that because he only got 90 last week. But I don't think he would have had three scores above 97 in a row anyway. So, um, yeah, I think he's – I'd loophole him just to kind of wait and see what he does because um yeah despite the good form like he hasn't doesn't have a history of maintaining good scoring so um look loophole him wait and see what happens and then if he does go big then bring him on
1: but he does have that amazing record against the Suns too that's so true so yeah get him in yep uh, my streamer for the week is Dane Rampy look obviously defenders against Collingwood etc 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 he averages sixty six against the Pies anyway fifty percent owned and I reckon he's good for an eighty this week.
0: Yeah, I don't mind ramping, especially against Collingwood. I'm going to go with Mason Redman. So, he averages 90 against Fremantle and had 102 the last time he played them. And he showed last week he can score alongside Heffel, Ridley and Hind. Um, And he's also taking a few more kickouts as well at the moment, I've noticed. So,
1: I'd take a chance to him this weekend if you need a defender, for sure. Um, My waiver wire pickup of the week is Jack Ross. He's 18% owned. I think get on now. It's time for him to deliver... Uh it's likely Titchy Edwards out for a while with an ankle. Uh, Shy Bolton's now out because of his wrist. No cotch either. There's midfield minutes up for grabs at Richmond. Um, he had 62 points from 18 touches on the weekend. Now and ever for Jack Ross, and I reckon he's going to come through and he could be an absolute bargain pickup this week.
0: Right, another player on my team. F- things are finally coming up, Hef. It's nice to see. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Callum Wilkie is my stream- oh, Sorry, waiver of the week. He's only 20% owned. And he's averaging 80 from his last three rounds. He um, tends to take a lot of marks in defense. So um, he's good cover. I wouldn't actually, you know, consider starting him, but good cover um, if you need a defender and potential loophole option if you can get on the end of a few marks. So, yeah. Uh, we put out the Waiver Wire podcast uh, just before we started recording this uh, episode. So if you sign up as a member, you'll get a weekly Waiver Wire podcast as well. So, yeah, that's there for your consideration. Okay, um, I'll just quickly talk about um, a few. Uh, state league scorers you did the mm-hmm. article this week but we might just go through the top 10 scorers um from across the three leagues over the weekend so uh josh jenkins what happened there Okay, 144 he kicked a bag. yeah so seven goals was it yeah, yeah. seven goals five geez mm-hmm. it could have been big day so you kicked the 144 you don't see him coming into the side
1: anytime soon not the way that jeremy Cameron's going but you know he's playing good footy so if something does happen to a tomahawk or a cameron or they want to rest him uh he looks like he's in touch uh, Lewis Young for the Western
0: Bulldogs 144. So he's a chance at coming in this week um against Port Adelaide some of the taller matchups but I don't think he scores that well in AFL no. ever. No. This is the more interesting one. More people would be watching in this one is Jackson Hayley. Mm-hmm. So what did he have uh 26 dis- uh, disposals but laid 13 tackles. Yep few injuries for the Crows. Filthy um, he didn't get picked in the showdown team. Yeah, so I think he might be working his way back in. Xavier O'Neill, mm-hmm. uh, youngster for West Coast, had 138 points on uh, the back of 34 disposals, so yeah. not a bad- uh, West Coast have the injury issues too, so yeah, maybe around the mark. Maybe a chance. He'll uh, probably put his name on the whiteboard and they'll look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Bianco had 130, so he's, a, he's coming out from injury, so I'm not sure if he comes straight back into Collingwood, but I think he's someone they really want to blood sometimes soon so uh, it's probably worth picking up off the wave wire
1: and definitely worth picking up this week now you know, if you've got a bit of room to play with before potentially he gets named, you know, next week or something like that. Mitch Wallace had 127 points, but I don't see him
0: coming in. Low Lockie Hunter if he's... Yeah, true. Again,
1: so he could be straight in for him. Yeah, that's
0: actually a good point. Uh, isn't he the vice captain as well? Yeah. But they Probably should start playing him. Uh, Darcy Fort is probably... He had 124 chance. He's probably a chance as well, given the kind of ruck situation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're dropping Reece Stanley last week, brought in a Sarver-Ratigalia, but end up rucking Blitzarve just as much. So who knows what they'll do there. So he's a chance... So think about him. Uh, Riley Bonner, I reckon, returns pretty soon here, 120 Mm. on the weekend on the back of 26 touches, eight marks and four tackles. So he's a good chance. Uh, He had a really big preseason as well, and Port looked super keen on giving him every opportunity until he did his hamstring in round one. Um, So, yeah, he could come in pretty soon. Jordan Clark had 116 points, and who knows what's going to happen there. He he might come back in. Who uh, knows? I don't know. And then Tom Williamson for Carlton had uh, 24 disposed, 113 AFL fantasy points, but he has been atrocious uh, at AFL level this year after showing good signs last year. But, uh, yeah, he hasn't backed it up at all. So, yeah, yeah. That's the top fantasy scorers from the state leagues. And we'll move on to the listener questions in a second, but we do have a review from the Apple podcast. So, again, please keep these coming in because uh, every review, five stars and a a comment we get, uh, they help us climb the charts big time. So, this week, uh, we've got a bit of a funny one from uh, Kobe1P, and he's asking, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized Shane Mumfords or one Shane
1: Mumford-sized duck? P.S. Nice pod. What do you reckon? <laughs> I thought about this long and hard. Yeah. I would much rather fight 100 duck-sized Shane Mumfords. Yeah. Does fighting, well, what's your what's your reasoning for that? Well, I assume that they're like coming at you like swinging fists and shit like that, right? Yeah. Um, I feel I'd be able to kick away like 100 little ducks or little duck Shane Mumfords. Yeah. But could you imagine, you've seen a duck go for a piece of bread, right? Yeah. And they got those weird little serrated teeth in their bills. You sure not think of swans? No, well, same kind of thing. They're both vicious. They have teeth, do they? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But seriously, it's Shane Mumford's 200 (laughs) centimetres. That's a two metre duck. Yeah, but imagine like- No, thank you.
0: Well, you're saying you've seen how vicious ducks are when it comes to bread. Imagine hundred of them coming at you. But they're Shane Mumford's. They're not ducks. Can you just run away from the big Shane Mumford-sized duck?
1: Shane like a little little action figurine
0: yeah I don't what's know. his
1: little arms gonna do
0: i don't know he, nah, yeah definitely
1: i would not like the shane Mumford size duck i'll oh, just take liked, on the
0: 100 i'd like to avoid the situation entirely if possible is that an option no okay i'll take the i'll take the 100 duck size shane munford yeah let's just do that yeah wow. we'll see how we go wow. anyway thanks for the great question and uh yeah we'll move on to the listener questions All right, only a few questions came through this week, so it should be pretty short, sharp, and shiny, but don't worry, we'll uh, give some quality answers to those who did ask a question. So, uh, at dj for brooks asks, uh, is there a worse injury list out there than route Neil, Omira, and Berry? Decimated midfield. Uh, that does hurt. I'm trying to look at a
1: couple of the whinging sides in our league. <laughs> I'm starting to get some players back, thankfully, but none of them are good. How do you rate uh Butters, Lambert, Prestier, Haynes, uh, Jones, Cotchen, O'Meara. That's a no bad little list. Yeah, that's probably worse actually. So yeah, maybe there is one. There is one. Uh, and then there what there's Berry, Chera, Howe, Shuey, Bolton. That's not too bad either. That's pretty solid. Solid, like, injury list. Yeah. Yeah. People, so, yeah. There has been a lot of
0: carnage this year. Yeah, it's been hard. Um, I don't know whether it's to do with the – This a lot of it's not to do with the uh, – I don't know, it could be to do with the um, changes in the rotations. Um, but I think someone actually worked it out. The numbers are actually pretty similar to previous years. I think it's just more stars are getting injured this year, which is kind of hurting people. It does suck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at Dynamite Dons, uh, can James and keep this up and have a breakout year? I think we
1: think yes. We 2G'd him, did we? Or did we not? Yeah, we did. And firstly, if you've been listening to this podcast, (laughs) you should know that the third year is the breakout year. You don't even have to question it. No. So, James Rowbottom is playing his... Third season, therefore,
0: breakout, baby. All right, breakout year. Thanks for that one, uh, dynamite Don's uh, at needs uh, F U I C. Does Thompson Dow and Nakia Cockatoo look like getting a game anytime soon? I actually had a quick squiz at this one. Uh, Cockatoo was out with a hamstring last week. He was listed as Test, but he didn't play in the VFL, so I assume he had another week out. But he looks like he must be close to a return. And I think Richmond, we established, had a buy. So mm-hmm. I don't know what Thompson Dow did on the weekend, I'll quickly look up his um, state league numbers here. But I don't think he's – I think he's only had one score. He's only played one game and it was like a score of 40 or something. So, hold on.
1: Just give me a second. Because what Patrick Nash came on. um, Yeah. You know, so there's a few guys around, but obviously there's a few injuries really starting to creep into that. Richmond side now too. So, so I think Dow might
0: have been injured for the first two weeks. Came in and played last week, scored 41. Then had a bye. So he's probably a little ways off. Dow, I think, even with whatever it's gone on at Richmond, mm. I don't think he'll be
1: playing anytime soon. Uh, from Jaden O'Brien, G'day legends. Question for tonight's pod. I'm in a predicament with my forwards currently holding Fritch as my F5. Do I hold or should I consider either Robbie Gray or Alex Neil Bullen looking ahead to finals? So what Fritch is averaging 64 um, and he's.
0: it's kind of hard to tell what's going to happen because now Ben Brown's coming to the side. We saw him play one good game with Ben Brown in the side, but he got like just over 100 and kicked five goals to get there. And so that was against gonna, North Melbourne against too. North Melbourne, so he's yeah. not going to be doing that every week. Neil Bullen's up and down as well. He's put together a few good like 70s and things like that. I personally would probably just go Robbie Gray, I reckon. Probably a bit of Port Bias there, but he's a proven star. He does get a few midfield minutes here and there and he's averaging the most out of the three as well. So if you don't mind the age and you kind of, you look like you're, you must be looking for finals, yeah,
1: looking ahead to finals. Um, I'd probably go with Robbie Gray there. What, what do you reckon? What I'd be doing is if you actually are a genuine chance for the finals, is you should be looking at who's who they're playing in their last few rounds. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. so then you don't know. If so, if ever. you look at Bailey or someone from uh, – so, the two Melbourne boys, for example, their last four games are Bulldogs, West Coast, Adelaide, Geelong, so – reasonably tough apart from the crows there depends when your grand final is and port come home i think with, we've got western bulldogs late. yeah you come home with uh gws adelaide carlton and bulldogs that's so probably a bit of a nicer lineup bit of there. a nicer lineup potentially yeah it, yeah, it depends when your finals this is. is your finals week 22 or 23 um oh, that's probably a good option but yeah look probably gray i you know as long as you don't mind the age He's I think Rich is the time. one who's a knockout chance of really banging in a big score, like <laughs> yeah. a, a game-winning score. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Neil Bullen or a, a Gray are probably a bit more of a consistent, you know, yeah. 60, 70. Gray will get you a 70, mm. yeah, type of thing. Um,
0: next one comes from AJS Hawker. He's got, Tom Campbell got a future as fantasy ruck of note. He's pretty old, isn't he? Not like 30, like 29,
1: 28, I don't know.
0: Pretty sure he's 29 this year. So, I'd probably not. I think he was just like a stopgap until- Cherry and um, Charlie Koeman. Uh thirty at the end of this season. Yeah, I don't think he's got much of a future. Be honest, he's been around for ages because he was out mm-hmm. at the Western Bulldogs for ages and then went over to like a VFL. Up.
1: Absolute oh, this goes peak. huge in
0: VFL, yeah. yeah It's good to see him get a game Because they are playing two rucks this year mm. But um, yeah, like I said I think Cherry and Cooman are the future For North Melbourne And they probably want them to come on pretty quickly Because I think Goldstein's on his last legs mm-hmm. So, yeah Anyways, guys, that's a wrap So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening this week Oh, sorry That's a Zambrero wrap Oh, Yeah Is that a good right. one? Yeah, needed a good pun that. Was Need to work to, that in there Talking to a guy at the pub last night Who thought that'd be a funny idea So I thought I'd give that a go um, But anyway, yeah Zambrero wrap it up and uh, thanks to uh, thanks for listening. Get on our socials: uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Keep League Pod. Uh, drink some Remedy, so make sure you get to the Remedy online store and use Keeper20 to get 20% off free shipping. Sign up for our Zambrero competition, so you can be like Mason Davey and uh, win a burrito if you want to mate. And make sure you get around the Pod, Pod, the Point of Difference podcast, which is a podcast that we sponsor. And uh, they've brought out a, um, a subscription platform, PodPod Pod Plus, where you actually get to Q&A the Statesman, who is a two-time top 10 finisher in afl fantasy classic and has multiple top 100 finishes as well so um yeah get on board that if you want if you enjoy your classic um and yeah get around that anyways thanks for listening and we'll talk
1: to you next week see you all